self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation Conversation con artists what's going on people i am calamity red and i can be found on twitter at red underscore calamity and I am Mr. On Point. <laughs> and you can find me at Twitter on Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on underscore point. And this is a special edition of Conversation Con Artists. We decided that we wanted to do kind of a themed episode. Um, so instead of the current event type stuff that we normally do today, we thought we would come and talk about our own personal experiences with being in our 30s as opposed to how it was when we were in our 20s. Because some stuff changes. You don't think that it will, but sure. It changes when you're in your 30s. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit different. We knew 30 years, too. We're new 30 years. Yeah, we not like, like well we, spend a, we spend a lot of time in our 20s. We can't <laughs> spend that much time in our 30s, but it's some differences. It's There's some a couple of differences, but before we begin with all of those differences, we want to go ahead and mention the website. www.conversationconartistswithans.com Go to the checkout links to our episodes, our current episodes, as well as an opportunity to leave us some feedback, mail, or anything that you want to communicate to us. So, yeah, let's get started with the show. Let's get um, started. So, there are a couple of things that have changed, I think, for me, as a, like from college, because that's college time is like your 20s and when you first get out of college as opposed to now. The biggest thing that I notice is how secure in myself that I am. Like, I don't question things as much like I am who I am and flaws and all. And I'm completely okay with that shit. Like, I curse a lot, and I'm okay with that. Like, I, you know, I still, I like tattoos. Like, I don't think about how other people are going to feel so much about stuff before. You know, when you're in your yeah. 20s, you want to, you, you you care so much about how people feel about things that you kind of take that into consideration when you're doing shit. Like, now, if I wake up in the morning and decide that I want to go get, you know, tattoo number seven, eight, seven whichever it is i'm just gonna get up and do it like i'm not gonna think about like oh you know are people gonna i don't care like it doesn't matter to me i i'm happy and secure like where i am who i am and how i feel about stuff so um that's been a big difference i'm just saying like i'm just i feel like i'm comfortable in my own skin type situation you know what i'm saying like i'm bald-headed not (laughs) by choice by force (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, my DNA and genetic pool decided not to give me cells that going to regenerate over my entire lifetime. Uh, I'm very hairy, you know. Uh, clearly, my ancestors were like of the ape kind. And uh, I'm a bigger guy. You know, I, I'm comfortable with all of that. I'm fine with all of that, you know. Yeah. And it was a time when I questioned some of that stuff. But like, it's just since I've been in my 30s, I know that there was no, there has been no question of that. Like, yeah. so I feel like my confidence has increased, and I feel like it's increasing daily. I yeah. don't think that it's just, you know, just it wasn't no, it wasn't no just overnight yeah. thing. It's been a transition, and it just seemed to have it be going up in my thirties. I think I, what I feel like for me, what it's been is that I think as you get older, you see that that shit just don't matter, or you see that. The time that you put into like questioning how other people are gonna feel, shit turned out exactly the same. So at this point, I'd rather just do what I wanna do. Like if I'm gonna have to deal with the consequences and the outcome, I'd rather just do what I wanna do. Like I just don't care. It just don't matter to me. Yeah. Like I that my hair is red as shit. You know what I'm saying? I you know, there are people my family, my mom hates my hair. Like she every time I see her, she's like, Yeah, you and that red hair, like she hates it. I don't give a shit that like it don't matter to me because I'm happy with it like I like it my hair's been red for three years in my 20s that would have bothered me like people being like oh you're not gonna be able to get a job when you grow because I did this shit in grad school like I was insane and I, I dyed my hair this bright ass red color like the cartoon that is what color my hair is um I dyed it that color in grad school so like when I graduated there was this whole, you know, you're not gonna be able to find a job with your hair like that. Da, 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 da. In my twenties, like early on, that would have made a difference to me, and that would have made I would have been like, oh my god, they're right. Let me go dye my hair. Oh my goodness. But at the at that point, I was just like, fuck it. Okay, somebody. Will have me. <laughs> I'm not changing this shit. Too late I like now. It. 
It's dynamic. I like it. And I'll never be able to get it back this right. Cause if I were to dye it black and then try to... People are like, well, just dye it. And then when you get the job, change it back. I'll never be able to get it. This shade, it won't ever be right again. I'm not doing it. So just like stuff like that, like just being confident in my decisions, even like the things that I want to do and knowing that this is, you know, how I feel and how I want it to be. So I'm going to do it without so much, you know, not, not in a selfish, I don't give a fuck what you don't think, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is how I feel. This is what I want. So I'm going to do it regardless of how you feel. Cause it's not your life. I'm able to like separate my life as opposed to like what you want to do with your life that's fine yeah. that's how you feel but it ain't got no bearing on how i feel kind of thing so that definitely has changed and i think a lot of it has to do with just living and seeing that you can't please everybody yeah and regardless of what you do or how you look somebody ain't gonna like it you know you can be thin somebody gonna think you too thin shit people tell me i need to gain weight all the time and then you or you could be bigger and people tell you you need to lose you know what i'm saying like it's just you're never going to be able to please everybody and so i think as you get older you start realizing that and you just don't give a shit and i think that's why like elderly people elderly people don't give a fuck elderly people will say and do whatever they want to do because at that point in your life you just got to a place where it's like shit don't matter (laughs) that's because death is coming (laughs) <laughs> That's because you know the Grim Reaper is tap dancing behind you, and you can see him. I feel like when you get a certain age as an old person, you st- you can see death, and he just dancing around you like when your sibling be like, "I ain't touching you, I ain't touching you, I'm right in your face." But I, ain't- I think they can see him. They might be able to, cause they sure don't give a shit, man. My grandma's like, "Look, like bitch, death is in front of me. I don't give a damn what you say. Is that my nothing? Will say whatever she wants to say, and look you." dead in your face and dare you to say some shit about it like she don't care she hurt your feelings in a heartbeat don't even matter I feel like oh no let me say something first there are uh, everything's on a scale mm-hmm. to me there are going to be a bunch of mature 20 year olds there's going to be a lot of stuff that we say oh, in this situation yes. that might not apply to everybody generally or you may already be there and be 21 yeah, years yeah. old and that's yeah, fine you know, I mean that's okay I think this is more rooted in our personal experience even though we generalizing and saying 20s and 30s yeah you know so I mean just taking in as recognizing that as you grow as you get older you're going to change there is going to be more that you experience there are going to be differences that you recognize about yourself as you get older versus you know when you were younger mm-hmm. when we were 40 it's going to be things that we <laughs> we're going to be different in our 30s it's, it's, life is just a constant transition to greatness as far as I'm concerned and it's supposed to be life is about change yeah. you're supposed um, to constantly change um, up to the point when you can start seeing death <laughs> but nobody else can you know I don't know what age that is yet I, I gotta talk to some elderly people for that <laughs> but I feel like I'm more ready that's like a blanket statement. It is a blanket <laughs> statement. An exact blanket statement. Just but for whatever. I, I mean, I feel like if I go outside right now and somebody's going to rob me, I feel like I'm ready. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do in that situation. I clearly don't want that situation to happen, but I'm ready. <laughs> I don't believe I would have been ready at 25. I know I wasn't ready at 25. <laughs> I wasn't ready, but now I'm ready. I don't care what it is. I just feel, I just, if somebody says, you ready? I think today I say, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's go. But Let's I don't do think I would have said that eight years ago. I wouldn't have been like, I'm ready. I'd have been like, ready for what? I mean, what What do you What do you mean? Now What's you the just context? automatically, yeah. Exactly. I'm Let's ready. Go. I'm ready. This. If something happened, you know, I'm ready. <laughs> That's I what know, I think. Yeah, I think I can see that. I can't, I mean, I can't put words behind the feeling of that, of being ready. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> you ready to go? I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm always ready to go. <laughs> like it don't turn off <laughs> for me. I don't know. I mean, you ain't gotta agree with that in terms of what you've experienced. But man, I'm ready. <laughs> I mean, I ain't ready to die. Well, yeah, that's. that's I mean, I ain't ready for surprises. Like if I yeah. go unplug my iPhone charge in the plug, you know, <laughs> make me have to run off on the plug. <laughs> then you know what I'm saying it's gonna be a situation you know I ain't ready for that but you know I'm more prepared for it than I was at 25 if it was to happen so you're just more prepared for things I guess prepared I don't want to say prepared because I ain't prepared for shit but I'm ready (laughs) okay (laughs) I'm gonna let you rock with that I'm ready (laughs) 
Well, I feel like I have almost, I, I would say I probably got maybe two or three fucks left to give about things. Like, maybe two or three. Maybe two and a half. Maybe not even a full three. Like, I just don't, I don't get upset about stuff like I used to. I don't. I, stuff just doesn't bother me. Like in my twenties, I would I've never been an overly emotional person. Anybody who knows me in real life is probably laughing their ass off right now for me saying that I'm not an emotional person because I'm not. But I, stuff used to bother me. Even if I didn't tell people that it bothered me, stuff used to bother me a lot more than it does now. Now I could give a shit. Like. You know, I teach an anger management class and I'm constantly telling them, like, they think that I'm crazy. I'm just like, you have to pick your battles. And most things just ain't worth the time. And I just can't be bothered. Like, I just don't have no fucks to give you. I'm sorry. Like, I have none. I can't. I could care less. Like, it just don't matter. I I can't conceptualize being as bothered by things as some people are bothered by things. Oh, my God. And a part of that is my temperament of, I mean... I ain't gave a fuck for a long time. <laughs> but I can tell you that the availability of fucks is decreasing <laughs> daily. You know, just by slivers. So by the time I can see death, ain't gonna have none. No, the old people At have all. none. Exactly. They none. out. Completely but, out. But as I turn 30, I can feel the difference. Stuff just don't matter as much. Like, I mean, and I've had conversations with some of my other friends that, are, you know, are the same age. And that, that has been the general consensus. I think stuff just, you just start seeing the things that actually matter. And you realize that most of this other shit don't. And it's just like, okay, that's cool. Like, I'm just not, I can't be bothered, but all right. Yeah, in the context of my life, it, I think it's kind of recent as to where I started recognizing, like, I spent a lot of time in my 20s. First off, my early 20s, I like my early childhood, I didn't talk. Mm -hmm. I didn't talk to the world. I was very quiet. I was very isolated. I didn't speak. That is very hard. In high school, like three out of four years, I would be nominated for a quietest person in the school. That like three out of four years. It's extremely hard to and believe. And nobody believe it. And nobody believe I never smoked a drink before either. But I haven't. <laughs> but it was up until I was about 23 or 24 that I really actually started gaining my voice and having confidence in speaking yeah and learning how to speak better but what i was saying i was worried about what other people feel about it yeah what i was trying to accomplish at that point in time was based on what i thought my family wanted yeah. you know and just recently have i become comfortable with all of the decisions that i have made yeah and i've have been willing to accept everything that i have you know decided to do up to this point yeah and i don't have a problem with it i'm happy with it and more so than that as to where i believe that my family wouldn't be happy or supportive if i didn't do the things they wanted me to do i find that the level of enjoyment that they see me having with it has helped them grow to appreciate the decisions that i have made yeah. myself you know and so i think a lot of people get wound up so much in trying to please their family not mm -hmm. knowing that your family in the you know most normal sense is going to be the constant supportive you know group for you but you got to be comfortable in the decisions you make. Yeah. And they're you know? not there for your day. -to Most people, unless you live in a house with your family, they're not there for your day-to-day -day life. You have to live with these decisions day to day. Like, they're going to give you their opinions about it when they see you. You know what I'm saying? But, like, from the day-to-day, -day, when you get up in the morning and you look in the mirror, you are the one that has to be okay with the stuff that you decide. And, you know, you're not going to be if it doesn't come from you. Like, even this, like, even doing this podcast or, like, a lot of the other stuff that I do now. Because I, I, I've i always been a, a sarcastic asshole. I can admit that about myself. But the difference between now and, like, my 20s and even in high school was the same thing that you just said. I was so concerned about how people were going to view me and how people were going to feel about the things that I said that I kept a lot of that stuff to myself. Now... If I think something, I fucking say it, which causes me some trouble sometimes. But <laughs> um, it it just doesn't matter as much, and I'm a lot more willing to try things. I'm a lot more open to things because even doing this, like in my twenties, I would have been like, nobody's gonna want to listen to me, you know, ramble on about stuff, or nobody, you know, I would have 
discouraged myself shit when nobody else would be mad to have done it i would have nitpicked it to death and now like if i'm interested in doing something if something interests me i'll just try it like i don't care i just i don't have no fucks to give like it just doesn't matter if i want to try i i go hiking now uh, that's something that I would not have done in my 20s because it would have been something that I wouldn't have tried because nobody in my life likes to hike. Like, nobody that I know personally likes to hike. So, I was doing the things that, like, the people around me like to do. You know what I'm saying? So, like, stepping out on my own, discovering the stuff that I enjoy and doing it because I enjoy it and not necessarily because other people are involved with it. Um, You know... I do that a lot more now. Yeah. So that's another change that I've noticed. Yeah. Uh, another change is dating. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I haven't dated that much in my 30s because I spent the early part of my 30s in a relationship. So, like, I'm new on the 30-year-old dating scene. Well, let me break you in real quick. Now, dating, clearly, clearly, <laughs> clearly you are, you know... And you could possibly be shot in the face. <laughs> I could possibly be shot in the now, face. Now, let's go ahead and distinguish the difference between right. <laughs> what you may be confronted with versus what I may be confronted with. So, I don't think I have to worry about necessarily being shot in the face. Right. More so than hypothetically being stabbed in the, in the heart and it being twisted. Yeah. But, you know, what you got? I mean... <laughs> Break me in. Hit me the understanding. Okay, so... Here's the thing. I think part of knowing who you are and what you like is a good and a bad thing, right? It's good in that it helps you a lot quicker be able to recognize whether or not this is somebody that you can go the distance with, right? Because I already know what I like and what I don't like. And I already know what I'm willing to put up with and what I ain't. In your 20s, I feel like you... I think maybe because you feel like you have more time. I don't really know what it is, but you just... You, you a lot more willing to like deal with people and they little shit you know and I feel like the older you get the less inclined that's a good thing in that respect it's not, it's not so much in that it just feel like you constantly date new people right yeah. <laughs> because people are constantly like getting cut from the list so <laughs> it just feels like this never ending ass cycle of people um so that that and I have always said I didn't want to be with somebody that had kids because I don't have kids and I would like to have if I ever have kids because I'm still on the fence about that shit but if I ever have kids I would like for us to have that experience for the first time together but in the 30s <laughs> most of y'all got kids already and so it's that's a very difficult like criteria to hang on to like I had to I've had to lax that shit up a lot because <laughs> A lot of people have children now uh, at but, this age. But, you know, it's still very possible it's still for poss- that to be his first experience with raising a kid See, <laughs> these but, days. No, let me tell you something, though. If this your first experience raising a kid and not bringing one into the world, we ain't going to work. Because, see, <laughs> this is what people don't realize. I'm not crazy enough to think that I'm going to be special, right? If you had a baby with somebody and you chose not to take care of that baby, I'm not going to be of the mind that I'm going to be special and you're going to help me with mine and shit. I don't do deadbeats. <laughs> I'm your deadbeat parent. That ain't cute. So we wouldn't be together anyway. But dating just it becomes you. I think it, it can be a little discouraging because you feel like you have less to choose from and it's not necessarily that the pool is less. It's just that you are so much more confident in what you're looking for and what you ain't looking for that you just don't bother with a lot of the shit that you might have. So then it makes it look like the pool has shortened down so small that it's just like, oh my God. Um, and I find I look younger than what I am. So I have a whole lot of little twenty, early 20-somethings and it's like, I no, <laughs> I can't. I didn't even like your people your age when I was your age I can't deal with y'all now it's I can't you talking about swag and shit I can't it's too much I can't oh do it oh my goodness <laughs> oh my goodness I think in my 20s in my 20s I had no idea what I was trying to hone in on as far as what I would like in a relationship and dating yeah. I had no idea it was like 
Bobbing for apples. You see how whatever <laughs> apple comes is, is is what it is. And then I would learn those traits and I would experience those things and I'd be like, the the bad ain't worth the good. <laughs> or the good ain't good enough. Yeah. Or, you know, it's just too much bad. No. That kind of situation. Yeah. And I think now I know I have a prototype type situation. Yeah. You know, it's like I had it's like a don't know who filling the gaps, but I know <laughs> what I would like for them to consist of to a degree. Yeah. And I think the criteria is a lot more realistic too. For me it is anyway. Not that I ever had like a crazy long list, but some of the stuff just wasn't it didn't matter. Like <laughs> and I went through a lot of relationships that were based on like stupid shit and so it didn't work out. So as opposed so I think my list is a lot more solid. Like the characteristics that I'm looking for are a lot mm-hmm. more solid as opposed to when I was in my 20s because shit like you need, if you have kids, you should be taking care of those kids. Like that's a sense of responsibility that tells me a lot about you. I even pay attention to shit like if we go out, like how you treat the wait staff, like if you being an asshole to them, that tells me a lot about you as yeah. a person. Like why are you being mean to this person that's that's doing their job? Let's sit your ass down. Like so, even like stuff like that. That stuff that I didn't really pay attention. Part of that's being a counselor, but <laughs> <laughs> another part of it, I feel like, is just I've learned that you you need to pay attention to like people's behavior because what they give to you. Cause they, I mean, it's the beginning. Everybody in the beginning is lovely and sweet and wonderful. That representative, that representative is who shows up. This is not who this person is. So you have to pay attention to this how they treat the people around you. Not necessarily you in the beginning, because of course they're gonna treat you well. That's not really indicative of the fact that they're gonna always treat you well. So now I pay attention to how you treat the people around you as well. If you're mm-hmm. an asshole to everybody but me, I know my day is coming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying you won't be an asshole to me too eventually. Because that's what you do. The beginning of a relationship is like one of them little little schemes. Like wake up now, you know what I'm saying? They <laughs> they you get in there, they be like, hey, you know, you want to make some money? <laughs> but the relationship word is, hey, you want a date? And then you be like, yeah, let me see what this is about. And you go to a few meetings, you go out every now and then, and you know what I'm saying? It's cool, everything is cool. And then it be like, now to get started, you need to spend four hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> Except in the dating world, it be uh, some crazy woman done showed up <laughs> that you ain't know nothing about. Um, you done dated this person for two months, and then this is the first time you hear, "Oh yeah, my son is you know, like son, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know." Or you talking to a dude, and then you text every day, and one day you don't get no texts and no calls, and then excuses come from that moment <laughs> on. Like the, the wake up moment comes, yeah, where you be like. This might be a scam. <laughs> this might be a pyramid scheme. This might be a situation. And I feel like you can you notice that wake up morning that wake up moment comes a little earlier now than it did. Yeah. Like I feel and I don't know that it wasn't that I didn't see the stuff. I just I don't know. I feel like you maybe you're more forgiving. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You're more like, optimistic. You're more hopeless romantic. Yeah, because I'm realistic that romantic. Now, Cause now, mm-mm. <laughs> it's like if if you come by that perfect thing, it's got to take you by surprise. Yes. If you expect a surprise, you're gonna be disappointed more often than not. Yes. Type situation. Yeah. I mean, it's dating, and even with even in that same vein of dating, just like now. <laughs> Anytime I see my family, like, who you not dating anybody yet? When you gonna settle down? You know you get everybody is counting my eggs and how old my eggs are. Like you know if you go have some kids, you're not getting any younger. I live in this body every day. I, I promise you, I know how old I am. <laughs> like I feel like you turn thirty, it's something like flicks in people's minds, and it's like. Okay, we need to be planning a wedding and we need to be, you know, getting baby shots. (laughs) Like, it just becomes this. So, even if you don't feel that way, and I explained this to one of my male friends because he was like, women, you know, women get to be 30 and then they just, you know, get on this this roller coaster like I gotta get married I gotta get married and I was trying to explain to him that a lot of that is outside influence, I feel like, because. You you could be you know you you could be Hugh Hefner in it up and and you would be like a a a, a hero 
you know, he would be mm-hmm. like this this bachelor who who just couldn't settle down. He just couldn't choose a woman. I do that shit, and I'm a spinster and an old man, and it's so sad. Red just never had any kids, and she just died alone, and it's just looked at differently. And I feel like women get a lot of pressure from outside because I know I, again I don't give a shit because I when I get married I want it to be to the right person so however fucking long that takes I'm willing to put that in so I'm not finna just get married just for the sake of getting married to shut people up but for somebody who gets that because I mean again every time I see some members of my family it's like you, you ain't brought nobody home you you dating anybody you know you you in your 30s you know you, you don't want to have no kids like it just becomes this thing and it's like damn do we have to have this conversation every time I see you like it just and, and people get wore down and so then you you kind of adopt that mentality of man something's wrong with me Cause I'm not out here getting married and, and, and procreating. And so I think that has a lot to do with it. Cause he was like, man, you wouldn't be wanting to, you know, tie people down real quick. And it's like, it's outside influence. You know, I, I have fully committed to the idea that I'm going to be one of them old daddies <laughs> at the basketball game for my kids because <laughs> I'm, I'm 30 years old and I don't have no kids. You know, I'm, that's where I'm at. You know, but you know, I do every now and get then get that question. You know, why are you single? Yeah, uh-huh. I know a lot of women get that, but I get that every now and then. On paper, I'm a sure hire. <laughs> like on paper, I'm a sure hire. Now, it's, it's other nuances I got that keep me from getting the job in most instances, but that I have experienced that. Like you have experience with like the. Why are you single type oh situation? Oh my god! I like, mean, for, to to other people. Yeah, all the time. Like, <laughs> I get that. And, okay, so when I was, I'm gonna jump back to the confidence thing. When I was in my twenties, I was a very like awkward ass. You know, I don't. Even, my mom's not even allowed to have like pictures of me before like tenth grade up in the house. Okay, I was a very awkward ass kid, and so it took me a while to grow into my looks. Right, so, um, so like now, even I'll get the you know, you're such a pretty girl. Why are you single? Because that's all the fuck it takes is like you look nice, and so <laughs> automatically somebody should have snapped my ass up because that's all. That's how that works. Um, I do get that a lot. And I, you know, I never, I don't know what people, I don't, I don't know what response they're expecting when they say that shit. It's like, okay, now what? Okay, you said this, now where we go from here? All right, yeah, I'm still single. And now what? <laughs> like, I don't understand. So, what's your, what's your response to that? Um, when they ask me, why am I still single? Because mm-hmm. I haven't met nobody. <laughs> like, that, you know, that. I haven't met nobody worthy. And really, okay, another thing about being in in my 30s, my own personal experience, a lot of my female friends have either gotten married or they've had kids. And so, like, that part of their life has started. And so, it's not as easy to just, like, hang out, right? When I was in my 20s, I thought me and my friends was going to be on some sex in the city type shit. And we was just going to be going out, (laughs) hanging out, drinking cosmopolitans and bars and shit. And that did not happen. You know, like, (laughs) life has a tendency to work out in a different way. So, now, I end up hanging out more with my (laughs) single male friends. (laughs) So, and if you... If a male and a female are out together, automatically it's assumed that they're together. Nobody's going to come up to you. Nobody's going to approach you. Nobody's going to try to talk to you. Um, I don't really go places because I don't like going places by myself and I don't really have people to hang out with. So like, I don't really put myself in positions and places to really even meet people. So it ain't even... It, it's that I haven't met anybody and I don't really have places to meet people either. So... Yeah. You know, it just—it's just how it works out. But it's always like this condescending way. It, the way that people ask, it's always like, "You ain't, you still single?" <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's something wrong. Like the implication yeah. there is like, "What the fuck is wrong?" <laughs> like you must be running people <laughs> off because, and it's like, oh my god, I have an uncle. I love him to death, but he is everything that I would want my husband to be he's you know he's not perfect but he takes care of my aunt he takes care of my cousin he's like a good guy he 
thinks that all men or the majority of men behave like him. And I'm trying to tell him, like, in 2016, that's not how this goes. You are from a different generation. This is not how they are now. And he don't get that. So his whole thing is he thinks that me and my cousin, both his daughter, are both just... We just turning down people left and right, you know? It's just like, nope, not good enough. Nope, not good enough. Nope. Like, that's what he assumes is going on. And I think that happens a lot. Like, people, oh, you're just too picky. Yeah. You're just too picky. No. It's not. It's just not that simple. If it was that simple, everybody would be married and nobody would be single. If it was that easy to find a good match for yourself, everybody would. I mean, I, but you, and you also talk to a man that came from a generation that you know men made most of the decisions in mm-hmm. that situations yeah you know and men were expected to choose the women and the women was all right with it as long as he can provide something Shit. like these days like yeah, i know i know it's different these days. Hell no. i mean i know what? dudes is different dudes are extremely and that's you know again that's something that me and my cousin both try to get him to understand it's like you're looking at this through the lens of how you are and you're thinking that most the majority of men are like you and (laughs) it would be lovely if that was the case (laughs) but that's not how it goes so dating is like a lot it's a lot different i think it's harder because the thing about it when you're in your 20s you're in college you're in this incubator kind of a situation where you're thrust with tons and tons of people it's a lot easier for you to date because there's so many more for you to choose from your life isn't as hectic in college you have classes to go to you may have like a part-time job but it's not like having a career and having to go to this regular you know nine to five and pay bills and you know people having their own separate lives and so you know you can't hang out i get tired of sleeping early now so i ain't trying to stay out yeah. like any fucking way <laughs> so things just change and so it's not like college where you have this large pool of people to choose from as you know as an an older adult it's just not that simple like i mean in a, in a part of my early life with the being not verbal mm-hmm. for to twenty about age twenty two or twenty three, it made it very difficult for me to be as assertive as men are supposed to be in the society when mm-hmm. it comes to dating. Yeah. So I've always kind of been on the in, been in the online dating scene mm-hmm. rather than going out and to speaking to somebody and that saying, shit. "Hey, this, that, this, that." <sighs> I just don't have the skills to do that. Online dating scares you, but I mean, yeah, I people are always like, you know, why why don't you just go up to like I I don't I get very nervous when I talk to people that I don't know. So my defense mechanism when I get nervous is sarcasm. So that's the situation. So I don't go up to guys like I don't care who you are. I don't care how attractive I may think you are. If you don't come and say some shit to me, we will not talk. Because if I come up to you, the first thing that's gonna pop in my mind is some slick shit, and you gonna think I'm insane. Like it's not gonna go well. I'm not very good at like talking to people. Like I'm terrible about it. But even with online dating. You you got people sending you penis pictures and that you didn't ask for or lying about who they are, what they do, what they yeah. look like. So that's all another all, all kind of forms of dating come with their own pros and cons. I feel like though. Yeah. Well, I mean, this well this part of the dialogue is gonna cater to the uh, counselors, the therapists, the side, the mental health. Uh, in terms of Eric Erickson's psychosocial stages of development, we are in intimacy versus isolation. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who aren't in tune with that, there are a bunch of stages that we go through in life at certain ages in which we're we supposed to learn one thing versus the other. Mm-hmm. It's like a this dichotomy. One of them is good, this thing that you're supposed to learn, and one of them is this thing that's you know more maladaptive. Mm-hmm. You know, and in intimacy versus isolation, you're supposed to find intimacy mm-hmm. uh, versus that isolation and I think one thing before you know my last relationship it was easier to be alone mm-hmm. than it is now for me yeah like having not been in a relationship been out of a relationship for a short period of time mm-hmm. I guess for the last five or six months mm-hmm. it's different 
not having somebody there versus what I remember being before. Yeah. Before it was still rooted in that optimism, that hopeless romantic, but after that relationship <laughs> ended, it's like, okay, where am I now? <laughs> Type situation. Like, yeah. it's like I just got killed in Mario after I made it like for five <laughs> levels. I thought I was going to make it to the boss, but now I'm back at the beginning with this mushroom little setup. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? <laughs> and a little secret one up over there about it. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm back at the beginning. I so. think my experience has been a little bit different. I have not been in a committed relationship. Shit, it's sad. That I don't even remember. That's how it's been a really long. Like, I haven't been in one in my 30s. Shit, I haven't. I was. I don't even remember. Like, it's been a really long time. And so, I go more towards. I like my isolation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in their maladaptive place. Um, I, yeah, it's hard. Even when I start dating people, like, it's very, I have to remind myself that I have to be social and that I cannot get into because I get in these moods where I don't want to be bothered with nobody like I'm perfectly content being at home watching Netflix with my dog I'm okay with that so I have to like remind myself sometimes that that's what dating is it's like being around this other person more than you are by yourself Um, so I think because I've had such a long break from like being with somebody I'm still stuck in that like I'm used to being by myself and so like adding another person for me feels odd um and I, I've dated in my 30s I just haven't like been in a relationship with anybody and even that it, like I said it's been kind of like where I have to remind myself because sometimes I'm like what fuck is he calling me for oh wait because we're dating that's why <laughs> like, oh that's why he wants to see me because that's what you're supposed to do um so I'm on the other end, I think, because I took such a long break. And I think I think once I, like, get into a relationship again, on the opposite side of that, I'm probably going to be where you are now. But I think because I've had such a... I've had the opposite experience of, like, a huge, huge yeah. <laughs> like, chasm of, like, solitude that that breaking that for me has been kind of difficult in my 30s because it's a lot easier for me to like be isolated now if I want to be it ain't hard and so I have to like be cognizant of that and that's a part of my struggle I don't want to call it a struggle but just a part of my nuances I I don't I'm a lone wolf myself so I'm perfectly fine not being isolated I'm perfectly fine being isolated but it's a situation where when I do want that intimacy, yeah. I want it available. Like that's why I like that long distance stuff, not oh, my yeah. cup of tea. Like <laughs> yeah. it's like there are plenty of times where I'll be like, you know, I'm doing my thing. I'm good with it. You know, she's not here, I'm fine, you know, but then it turns into I wish she was here type situation. And, and when they're not, now. it's like, well, I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm in a situation right now. Yeah. You know? So I'm trying to figure out if I mean, it's just a fine line that I'm walking on with being uh, being comfortable with being a lone wolf mm-hmm. and not having that thing when I want it. Yeah. But being not in a relationship right now and not really actively dating, mm-hmm. I don't have the option of any of that. Yeah. All I got is isolation. Yeah. All I got is loneliness, yeah. you know? So, I don't know. I, but I, I, but I noticed that difference. I noticed that difference. It's just, it's been, and I don't want to say harder in the sense of, no. <laughs> I don't lay out here and cry <laughs> at night. Who should have somebody next to me? No. It's never that deep. But you become you know? accustomed to having... Yeah. Th- yeah. But I recognize it. It's just something I recognize. Yeah. And recognizing the lightest sense of the word is like, you know what? Before this, I felt differently about yeah. being by myself. You yeah. know? Type situation. Yeah. And see, you have... I've never, I've never lived with anybody um, even when I was like in a relationship, I've never lived with somebody. So even that, like, I still could like, I still have my own little space where I was completely away from you, kind yeah. of thing. Um, so even that, that would be, that terrifies me that <laughs> living with somebody. I have to see your face every day. 
It's a different situation. It scares me. I mean, I can't get away from you. you know, I mean, so. none of it was bad. Yeah. For me, you know, none of it was bad. Yeah. Like, but living with somebody, I still had the same situation of isolation just yeah. because of our jobs and our schedule. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was the exact same. <laughs> I'm good because I'm alone now. Yeah. But. Oh man, it's a period of time that's right here now yeah. that I want that, but I don't have it. Yeah. Just because our time and our schedules didn't match up like that. Yeah. And so it was the same situation. Yeah. You know that that it transitioned to that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? From earlier, you know, not really knowing how I felt about it in my twenties to having this relationship to now, you know what? Loneliness is different now. Yeah. Not having someone is different now. Yeah. You know, type situation. Not necessarily negative. It's I guess negative different. in the whole context of I'm more of a hopeless romantic than not, and having somebody that yeah. perfect person is something that I desire. Yeah. Negative in that context, but in the context of my life and what I'm trying to achieve. Eh. <laughs> eh. Eh. Well, speaking <laughs> of achievements, we both have careers. I think that's something that was different. Yeah. For both of us. Um, in my twenties, I was doing all kind of shit. Like, I mean, that sounds terrible. Not like, <laughs> not all kind of shit like that, but just like different jobs. Like, yeah. I didn't have a career focus where this is what I'm doing. I, you know, I wasn't that I was investing all of my time into like I am now with being a therapist. So, um, that's different in a good way. Some days, in the past. <laughs> like some days, I miss like doing other stuff like because i just do the same thing like it's varied because you know different clients and everything but sometimes it's just kind of like oh my god well i mean i've had i've had different i've pretty much had at least two to three jobs since 2006 <laughs> like i've had at least two jobs since 2006 yeah. up to this point so working in a restaurant delivering pizza other things mm -hmm. I've always had that range of yeah. things to do, but now, um, I've really struggled. <laughs> I really been struggling. I'm in denial. <laughs> I'm in denial that I need to leave my restaurant job. I've been working there for like eight <laughs> years, and I went there to give them a notice mm -hmm. and let them know that it's probably best if I leave. But I'm going to be working on Valentine's Day now. <laughs> I'm struggling with the idea that I got to leave because that place has been a big part yeah. of my whole college yeah. career up to this point that I'm becoming successful and moving on in my business. Yeah. It's going to be a time when I can't work there, yeah. you know, and I haven't been there in like 10 weeks. <laughs> they, I'm on call. They yeah. kind of call me when they, when need, they but they had called you. me, yeah. you know, and so... That's been a part of, uh, uh, that was a large part of my, my yeah. 20s. And now I'm recognizing that it's going to hinder me from what I'm trying to accomplish with my business at this yeah. point if I continue to have that thing yeah. and continue to hold myself hostage by the <laughs> idea that I need to stay connected to it. But being a bartender, like, being a bartender is like, being a bartender and an actual therapist, <laughs> like, it's beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful. Like, if you're a bartender, and a therapist, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> you know, like when people come, you know, because yeah. people come to the bar yeah. and they got issues. And when I tell them, you know, I'm in the community counseling program, I'll be done. I'm I'm training right now. You can come, you know, to the <laughs> clinic and you know have a session. And they be like, well, let me tell you this. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, I hardly <laughs> tell people I'm a therapist now. There's something about telling people that that they just like unload on you when you do that shit like oh, sometimes yeah. i will say that and then the conversation <laughs> will turn into like some childhood shit that they just been holding on waiting to tell somebody about and it's like what <laughs> well i think i got one of them faces because people do that before they know i'm a therapist but the last but people always be like you analyzing me you yeah, analyzing me yeah yeah okay no i'm not analyzing you it's not that serious. I don't just analyze people on cue, you know, type situation. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the sense that I'm an analytical person, which is why I'm in the career I that I am. everybody. I just That's ain't going to tell you. Like I just I'm ain't going to say anything I to mean, you about it. I mean, from the sense that I have, I have the courtesy of not actively analyzing yeah. you <laughs> as we having a conversation. Yeah. But I'm I'm breaking down you yep. from this conversation. <laughs> yes. But I went to Sears and I had a dude. 
he came out of nowhere and asked me, you know, if I needed some help. Mm-hmm. And he just started asking me questions about what I do. And I said, I'm a therapist. And his whole demeanor changed. Like his eyebrows broke, broke down. Oh, and he looked shit. at me and said, Jesus, my counselor. What you got to say about that? <laughs> it was the funniest shit ever. <laughs> and yes! Yes. Oh God, people are insane. Like, it was hilarious. I've, yeah, I'm but sure I told I told him I said uh, I said look, Jesus is the counselor for the soul, the spirit that that can't be touched. I'm a counselor for the mind. It's physical. <laughs> so there's place for Jesus to be your counselor and for me to be your therapist. <laughs> That's a good response. <laughs> Yeah, he know what the hell to say. He no, wasn't prepared for it. He, he thought I was gonna get gonna offended. Have a comeback. Yeah, he, he was because that was his point was trying to offend you. Who else? Why else would he offend? See, therapy that? prepare you with those skills. Yeah, <laughs> I think I have rest and bitch face, so people don't. <laughs> uh, people don't come up to me as much, but. If I say that I'm a therapist, it just the rest and bitch face don't matter at that point because then it's like, well, let me tell you about my, you know, my boyfriend's been, and it's like, okay. People talk to me everywhere. I go. I think I was with you one time. We were at a Chinese restaurant. That dude that in dude that, that book. Yeah, that dude. Um, money. Yeah. Oh my god. People do that all the time to I me. Like, I don't know where the fuck did this <laughs> even come from. <laughs> like, what are we trying to eat our food? Like, what are you talking? I just, I just. What he told you the name of a book? Yeah. Some money on how to like make money or save money or some shit. I don't know. I think, I think, I just got one of them faces. I think my brother too. It happened to him and me and him. Well, people just talk to us. I think I just look mean, so people don't really necessarily come up and do that with me. But yeah, I mean the career thing, and again, even like doing stuff like this, like the podcast, um, it's stuff that I would nece- wouldn't have necessarily like have been down doing because I would have been again I would have analy- overanalyzed it and be like nobody wants to hear it and da 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 you know I would have taught myself out of doing it so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's a it's it's a bit different. And I was and I wasn't as confident in. I didn't believe what I said as much as I do now. Oh yeah, yeah. I, like when I say something now, I believe it, and <laughs> yeah. I accept fully that I I'm actively assimilating new ideas into my current paradigm. Mm-hmm. So it's very possible that things I said early podcasts are going to be different in later podcasts yeah. because I'm constantly assimilating new ideas and changing. But I have a solid core mm-hmm. of what I believe that I add to. Yeah, I didn't have that core in my twin. I yeah. did not. I didn't have that core. It was yeah. like. My thoughts was jello. It's like you couldn't <laughs> land nothing in none of that. It was just, just fluctuating so everywhere. much. Yeah, it was all over the place. So yeah. now I, I I feel I feel like I've I got it like to myself in my head. It's just like shelves and shelves and shelves stacked with ideas, yeah. thoughts, and I can go straight to those ideas and straight to those thoughts and pull out what I need and amend them if I need to and be like, you know what, I thought this, but let me change a little bit about what I thought because yeah. this debate I had was insightful, even though I didn't agree with the person. This argument I had, it helped me really understand why I believe what I believe yeah. or it helped me say that what I believe is, I can believe something different. I yeah. can see, I see it's wavering. And, and so I believe more now everything that I'm saying than I used to. Yeah. You know, in my 20s. You have more conviction behind it. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I only been I only been thirty for a couple of years now. You year and a half. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I'm fresh out of my twenties to be real. You know what I'm saying? So, but I think even in like even in being in the beginning, I still think that these are pretty substantial changes. From think about the beginning of your twenties to the beginning of these thirties, like it's vastly different. Like and when I was like twenty one, shit, like. <laughs> I mean, I had no idea still what I really wanted, and I was still trying to figure that shit out. At that time in my life where I was quiet, I have no idea who that guy was. <laughs> I can assure you, I don't know how I made the See, Any of y'all who knew me before 24, you need to remind me who I was, what I used to do, what I used to say. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know going to my class reunion, I know I was far different. Oh, than any of those people remember me being people don't because even I was social intentionally. <laughs> Given that sidebar, 
reunions are useless today because you know everything you gonna know about the Facebook. people that show up from Facebook. <laughs> you know, Facebook. But yes. in interacting, I know I was completely different in that situation. People tell me all the time that that I went to high school with <laughs> that I'm vastly different now. <laughs> As opposed to then, and I, again, I to me, I always laugh because it's like, no, you think I'm different, but I just say I thought all of this shit then. I just wasn't confident enough in myself to like say it and to live it. Mm-hmm. I felt exactly the same way though. I just what I wasn't the I wasn't ready yet to like tell people this is how I feel about this so I wasn't ready yet to say this is what I want to do so I'm gonna go and do that and be damned to whatever you know people have to say about it so now I seem like I've become this like vastly different person and I don't think it's necessarily that I think I'm just more comfortable in the person that I've always been and so mm-hmm. now mindly you know who that is and if you don't like it okay yeah. that's fine <laughs> Another thing that has changed for me is the music, man. I don't and I don't think I, I just think that it's such a gap between the music that was popular when I was young that the thing the music today has just changed so drastically from that that I'm becoming one of them people that's like, you know, this music, you know, this new music is something else, you know, opposed to the old music. Now I will admit that the music I used to be a fan of was crap. Yeah. <laughs> no Lose. no limit. You know? <laughs> no, like <laughs> I, I be critical of what Gucci Mane and uh new rappers talking about Wiz Khalifa XM, killing and murdering. XM satellite radio Same thing. is the best thing I ever invested money in because XM satellite. I do not have to listen to this bullshit because I start feeling like my parents. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why do people like this? How is this music? Like I feel like like my grandmother. Um but yeah, my I think and I, I mean, I think every generation goes through that with the music. I think every generation thinks the next generation's music is stupid and they mm-hmm. miss their music and they idolize their music and they like the music that they like. Because I, you know, I listen to the 90s station on, on XM all the time. Like, that's that's my shit. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't stink like Young Thug. And I roll my eyes. Like, my teenage clients come in and I ask them about the music they like and they start naming, you know, Young Thug and shit. I always have to catch myself and roll my eyes because I'm like, you would like that shit like you would be interested in this bullshit like um I challenge the kids I work with I'd be like what young thug got good to say nothing <laughs> shit. they make it make sense they to them make, well, but it's yeah. irrational to me but it's, they may try to make it make sense to them it's, uh, yeah music is definitely my taste in music um it, my taste in music is the same I think the direction of music has changed and I ain't with it <laughs> I still like the same kind of and I'm like very eclectic in my music like I hardly listen to rap anymore I listen to rock I listen to punk I listen like R&B more than any of the rest of the genres I listen to everything but country everything but country country sad classical music I listen to literally everything but country music it's just it's and I hate that twang and the whininess I just it uh EDM is my new junk though shit yes EDM I be I be way I'll be in my apartment like, I'll be waiting, waiting for, for the, the beat, beat to drop. drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then when it's a song I like, I'll be like, oh, it's coming. <laughs> I, so, you know, you see all the skits and the jokes and stuff about when the beat drop. I get it. Yep. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I just got into EDM. I love. Oh, it's so great. Yes. Then there's the EDM section on XM that I listen to. Um, Spotify EDM playlist. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, shit, I got a, um, on Spotify, I listen to, you know, I used to play rock band. Mm-hmm. They have a rock band playlist of all the songs really? of, from all the rock bands. I gotta look for that. <laughs> I listen to that shit all the time. Cause I've been, fun, cause you know, I used to use, I used to use the microphone on rock band yeah. more than anything. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be, I'm gonna need that playlist. <laughs> I gotta go find that. I, I'll tell you what we uh, remind me. I, I think it's like Rock Band Two, but like yeah, they. It ha- but it, it's, it's it's called Rock Band Two, but it's every all the rock. It's like a hundred and some songs. Oh yeah, I gotta get that. Um, and I just be in my car like <laughs> <laughs> listening to Spoon Man and shit. Like if I ever get pulled over, I know the police are gonna be like. <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't listen to Quiet Mouth. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> like this ain't your people music. This ain't, like what's going on? I don't understand. Um, even but even like the music, it, even in how I dress, I don't think I dress like the typical thirty-something. I, I dress like how I, I want. I wear what I want to wear. Like I got a shirt on now that say Mercy Bean and like combat boots. Like I just. I put on whatever I want to put on and I don't feel a need to like go with whatever the trend may be. I think a lot of these trends now are stupid as fuck and I, I don't partake of them as opposed to in my 20s when it was like, oh, everybody's wearing this. So let me go out and, you know, now I just I'm not with it. I can't. <laughs> I, I used to try to wear what was popular. Yeah. I used oh, to have a fitted know. hat and like, uh, I hate that stuff. <laughs> I hated it then. But I used to wear a fitted hat and I have a, a G unit shirt, oh, you know. God, the I used to like shirts. a Nietzsche. I used to like Echo. I really used to like Echo, which, you know, that they had the G unit brand. Yeah, yeah. I I never been keen on like sagging or nothing like that. Yeah. I just never been my style, but just the newest stuff. Yeah. Is what I liked, but now I got like five pair of jeans that stay in rotation. <laughs> I, I I got these pop culture shirts, like yeah. oh, Ninja Turtle my, shirt, yeah. Avengers shirt. What shirt? Oh, uh, just different pop culture shirts. And in my job, since I work with kids, I wear these shirts. Like I, I feel like I found a job to which I can dress yeah. as comfortably as I like. Shit, I found a job. I had this red hair. Nobody cares. Yeah, like. like I go to schools and I meet principals yeah. and I'm sitting there having a meeting with a principal and I got on a Ninja Turtle shirt, uh, some DC kicks that are gray and black and some jeans and they look at my wear, but they hear what coming out my mouth. They be like, yeah, his, his words don't match what he got on, but I hear him though, you know, but my justification is that when I had, when I dress up, when I earlier and mm-hmm. when I worked with kids, when I dressed up. I you think become, there was a strong differentiation of power yep. between how they perceived me versus when they see me with something they know of and they recognize. You on. become like everybody else in their life. You become an, the administration. Yeah, <laughs> like if I got on a suit and some slacks, mm-hmm. if I got on a, some slacks and a, and a you know button-up shirt, I'm a teacher. Yeah. If I got on a suit, I'm somebody that came and knocked <laughs> on the door, you know, to to the kids. So. When I when they when they recognize the shoes I got on and everything I got mm-hmm. on and not only that but when I know who Young Thug and Wiz Khalifa is and can name one of their songs like they they embrace me much much quick. Oh, when quicker. I start talking video games with teenage boys, I'm in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they, like oh okay, you cool. I can deal with you. <laughs> like after I start talking video games because I I because I've been working in an agency. My dress is, has to be a little bit different, but when I can start talking video games, it's a wrap. We, we good, we good to go. Cause yeah. it's like, oh, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think, but even, like I said, I I don't dress like the typical person, and I'm okay with that now. In my twenties, I wanted to like dress like everybody else, and now I don't give a shit. Like I, if I see something that I like, I'm gonna get it. You know, I have a, I got a, a Big Bang Theory shirt that's got Bazinga written across there, and that's <laughs> geeky as shit. And not everybody's even gonna realize, recognize where that shirt is from. Like yeah. I don't care though. Like now, it's just I like what I like. I'm gonna wear what I like. If you don't like it, close your eyes. <laughs> like, yeah. That's kind of where I've gotten to with that. So yeah, I got yeah. you. Well, I mean, that's about it for yeah. me. I mean. Clearly, it's stuff I keep recognizing. And I think as you get older, I mean, I think, again, I feel like life is all about change. We, I I'm, I want to be changing until I, the day I leave this earth because I feel like there's always room for me to change. There's always room for me to learn something that I didn't know that may change how I feel about certain things. There's always room for me to find something that I might like that I didn't know that I like. Like, I feel like we're supposed to be ever evolving and in doing that we're gonna always recognize stuff in ourselves that's different from when we were younger because we're not those same people you're not supposed to be if you feel like you're exactly the same person you were when you were 16 years old at 30 something is wrong either you haven't changed which is problematic or you have changed and perceptually you can't 
recognize, recognize how you have, yeah. which is a problem. It, either way, yeah, either, either way, it's not good. You know, you're <laughs> supposed to change and not like it, or change and love it, love it and know it, and be able to recognize that you're changing and embrace it. Yeah, you know. So, it's it's I I am enjoying my thirties. I will say a lot more than my 20s so far i mean i'm still early in them but just being so secure in who i am it's just I, being unsure is tiresome as fuck like yeah. <laughs> this is a lot easier of a way to be to just be like this is who i am these are my flaws this is you know this is what it is and just living that day to day as opposed to like just being so worried about this and that and then third like it's just uh that was a lot i think it's like having had take a weight yeah off of my shoulders but I still got some weight on there. I just reduced the load, yeah. and I just feel like as I progress in life, I'll continue be continue to let this weight off. Yeah, and then let this weight off, you know, until I can see death. And you know, <laughs> you and I'm just saying. I think that <laughs> I think they become to, they grow to have a relationship. With you got death, death hula hooping. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Doing like, the hula dance. Like they wake up and death be next to him. Like I almost touched you last night, but you know what I'm saying. I'll let you get away with it. You know, maybe so. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm looking for the only thing. Again, the th- the suckiest part I feel like is the dating. Dating just fucking sucks. Like I could do it. We could do a whole show on dating. It's awful. <laughs> and I hate it. It's difficult. That's the like I. I'm not in a hurry to be married because I feel like society feels like I should be married or because I feel like that's where I should be. I just want to be done with dating because I hate it. <laughs> it irritates me. It's I don't even, you know, I don't even care about marriage like that. Like, I've been in dialogue before where people be like, is marriage, what's the end goal of a relationship? And people be like, marriage? I'd be like, well, technically marriage is the beginning of a relationship. Yeah. In the in, in the best sense, marriage is a milestone in the relationship. Yeah. But if you choose a person to be with, does not getting married change what you can be for that person for the rest of your life no. if you don't allow it to? No. But I think a lot of people allow it to because they feel like so the rest of society needs to see it's that perception. you per- profess yeah. that in the front of them, you know, for that. But, like, to me, I feel like if if I'm with a woman and she wants to be married, I'm with it if she says, you know what, I don't want to be married. If I had enough, if I found enough traits in her to desire to marry her at any point, mm-hmm. then why do I have to turn all of those things that I would have married away just because she chose not to? Yeah. Because what I wanted to be with was what she consists of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to me, I really don't care about marriage, but I mean, if it's, it's probably going to happen, but if it don't, then I'll be with I'm it not too. having a wedding even if I get married. And everybody's always like, what? <laughs> You'll change your mind. Change my mind, shit. I hate going to weddings. I don't, I, I, I cannot stand weddings. I'm not finna plan no wedding. Because for me, a wedding isn't about me and, and my husband to be. A wedding is about all of these motherfucking people we invited. It's a party for y'all. I'm not throwing y'all a party. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is about me and him and our life, starting our life together. And we can do that without throwing a motherfucker. I'm not doing it. Like, I hate that. I would much rather invest that money. If I'm going to spend the money, we can go on a kick-ass honeymoon somewhere and focus on the two of us because that's what this relationship is based on. It's us. It's not all of these other people. Now, I wouldn't be an asshole. I would probably do like a maybe like a reception for like the family mm-hmm. because I wouldn't deny them like being able to take part in this like occasion or whatever. I I am not having a wedding. You write that shit down. <laughs> like I'm not. And my mom was like, "Well, what if the guy?" I was like, "What?" man is gonna be like we having a wedding like i want to spend you know ten thousand dollars on it. like no man's see, gonna be angry see, that's and be what like, i was gonna say <laughs> i was gonna say you are in a position in which you can control that to where if you don't want one it's gonna be easy for you to not have one i'm in i'm in a situation <laughs> where if i want one if i don't want one and she do i ain't got no, you ain't got no so i planned so the only thing about if i ever do get married is I'm paying for everything for everybody involved, that's including my like, including my, because I've had somebody that's wanted me to be a part of their wedding party, and I didn't have the money to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. To me, if I'm going to ask you to be a part of it, I'm not giving you no barriers. You just got to tell me no. I don't want to be in it. Yeah, because I hate weddings. I hate weddings. Fucking, I do not. Them. I don't want to be a part of one. 
I, I will like go to it to support. I will yeah. go to it to support my my partners, but I will never put somebody in a position where they will feel like they would have to be a part of my wedding. And if they are, they ain't gonna have no financial barriers. I'm paying for everything. That's just that's just it's a just conviction so I had because much money of my for situation. Like, for what? It's I know people say oh it's the memories and this, but I just I just feel like if I meet somebody who I like and love enough that I. We, people live a long ass time now If I meet somebody that I'm willing to dedicate The whole rest of my damn life to <laughs> That's huge to me And I want the focus to be on That relationship and cultivating that Not on like throwing this ele- I, I mean I've seen people playing parties I, I, Playing weddings And I've been a part of that And it's stressful like they're not happy people fight and because it's more money than they thought and who to invite and who not to invite and don't sit these people with that like that's just too fucking much like i'm just i'm not doing it i'm sorry i don't i've never been that person like i've never like oh you know had this dress in mind none of that like that's never been my goal my goal has always been to find somebody who can put up with my shit Cause there's a lot of it who I could put up with this shit. And when I don't want to be isolated, I don't have to be <laughs> like that. That's always been the goal. Like it, it's never been, I never had a dream wedding like that. I've never, that's never been a thing for me. And so, you know, people think that I'm joking, but I'm not having a wedding. Like I, I won't say that I wouldn't get married, I we're gonna go to the courthouse and just get married and go on a honeymoon. I'm not, I'm not throwing a wedding. And my mom was like, "Yes, you are. I guess you gonna plan it because I'm not planning shit. Not, and pay for it. And pay for it because if my money is not, nope. It's a waste of money to me. It it doesn't make any sense. That's my own personal opinion, and I know most women in the world disagree with that <laughs> but i just i hate weddings i don't even like going to it. i go i go to support people but i fucking hate weddings like they're boring it's the same shit every wedding just different people like <laughs> i just i've been in weddings that shit is expensive i i got motherfucking bridesmaid dresses i can't do shit else with because you can't rent no dress you have to buy them bitches and it's always like a hundred like it's just a lot yeah it's just a lot and then i got it's just a lot i yeah. i i have no i've never had a desire to like take a part in that so i i won't say that i won't ever get married i will say i ain't have no wedding you take yeah. that shit to the bank <laughs> <laughs> deposit deposit slip it's <laughs> what's gonna happen you got anything else I do not just you know check out the website www.conversationconartistswithness.com send us some questions still because we're still trying to do that shit you know follow us on twitter follow us we have a facebook page conversation Uh, con artists everything is under conversation con artists the website uh, at gmail the Facebook facebook page everything so Make sure you check that out. Uh, leave us some posts. If you Our see Twitter things, is at ConvoCon Artists. Oh, yeah, yeah. Twitter is ConvoCon Artists. It was too long. Yeah. ConvoCon Artists at Twitter.com. So .com. make sure that you follow us. And if you see some stories that you want to see us like talk about during the week, put it on the facebook page put it you know send it on the website because we look all week i know i do like i'll yeah. be on facebook looking for stuff all week yeah. for when we record so that i'll know what i'm going to talk about so if you see something that you know you think that we we, we would find interesting let us know because we miss stuff sometimes yeah <laughs> i know i do <laughs> <laughs> do it so yeah anyway until we call the next conversation we out holla